Welcome to First United Methodist Church's worship service. We are a church that strives to know God, love God, and serve God. We are one church with two locations. The Whitmore Lake Campus is located at the corner of Main Street and East Shore Drive at 9318 Main Street in Whitmore Lake, Michigan. The Brighton Campus is located at the intersection of Brighton Lake Road and Grand River Avenue at 400 East Grand River Avenue in Brighton, Michigan. Please visit us online at brightonfumc.org to learn about in-person worship times at both locations. Worship will begin shortly. We are glad that you are with us. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the first day of winter. Don't worry, they, they keep saying we're gonna get this much, so it'll all be good. Good morning again, I am the Reverend uh, Loretta Job. I'm a retired deacon uh, helping out here uh, as part of the pastoral care staff. Uh, it's great to be here with you. Uh, Pastor Lindsay is gonna be bringing you a message. Uh, I'm a little, I won't say worried, I know you did it. She told me yesterday, Wednesday after watching the movie, she had 12 pages of notes. I knew she would, I knew she would. It was great, it was great. Um, welcome to Brighton First uh, United Methodist Church here at the Brighton campus, and I know you're online watching as well, so welcome to you. This is a congregation that uh, know, wants to know God, love God, and serve God. We have a lot of ways for you to do that, from service to studies to small groups. Um, please uh, check out both the bulletin and uh, the connect card that you received in your bulletin. If you'll take a moment to fill that out. If you're home, you can do it online. Let us know you're there. Um, if you couldn't tell by the music, the theme today is Fiddler on the Roof. Um, and we're gonna be looking at that musical and the message that it might bring. Uh, along with the online sign in the connection cards, there are prayer cards uh, in, the, in the pew racks for you to uh, let us know if you need prayer. We have a fabulous prayer group that meets on Thursday mornings, and uh, they, along with all the pastoral staff, will be attending to those prayers. Helping today is Bob Hemphill and Bruce Stark, and of course, Susan, and there's uh, bells. They're all everywhere. They're sitting everywhere. I can't find them. There is Sunday school this morning. If you've got a little one with you, uh, you can feel free to send them downstairs, and they will be warmly welcomed. A uh, couple of special announcements I want to make. The first is that uh, Pastor Lynn and I will be beginning a grief support group on March 2nd. Uh, please call uh, Pastor Lynn or the front office to get more information about that. Uh, we have two camping weekends coming up in May and August. If you haven't been, it's a blast. The May one is very close, and I know Suzanne has made arrangements. We're going to do a potluck on Saturday, I believe, and so... Uh, please come out and just be part of the fun. Uh, Camp Myers is a beautiful place, so you'll, you will enjoy it. And then lastly, the women's retreat. We are taking registrations for that now. As you see, April 21st to the 23rd at the Weber Center. Um, it will be a great time of prayer and spiritual growth, um, and I invite you to be there. It will be a wonderful time. And that's all I have, so um, I'm going to invite you to stand as we sing our opening hymn.
Please join me in the opening prayer. Lord, we lift our prayers to you. We ask you to deliver us from the bad that surrounds us and lift us up into your good light. Bring us peace amongst the chaos and help us to bring your peace to those who don't know it yet. In your name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 22, verses 1 through 5, 11 through 15, 19 through 22, and 26 through 28. And I'm not joking, okay? So be. <laughs> my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? From the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our ancestors trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted, and they were not put to shame. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls encircle me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open their mouths wide at me, like ravening and roaring lions. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. 
you lay me in the dust of death. But you, O Lord, do not be far away. O my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. From the horns of the wild oxen, you have rescued me. I will tell you of your name to my brothers and sisters. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nation shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord and proclaim his deliverance to a people yet unborn, saying that he has done it. Just going to check the next page. That's it. Amen. Thank you, Bob, for, for reading the, the scripture reading for us this morning. Church, it is good to be with you this morning. I was I woke up cheering on the snow, man. I'm ready to make a snowman and, and do some sledding and stuff. Anybody else ready for that? Oh, okay. Or just maybe the achy backs. I was excited for that, but I'm excited to be with you and worship this morning. Dear church, join me in prayer. Let's pray. O oh God of justice and peace, God of goodness and love, bend your ear to the cries of our hearts this day. As the psalmist cries out to you in need, so too do we cry out to you that you may hear our prayers. For our world, for those who suffer, for those who hunger and thirst, not only for physical food, but for those who hunger and thirst for justice, we lift them up to you. A loving God, be ever near to us this day, that our hearts may be open to the movement of your Holy Spirit, that you would call us and lead us and inspire us and free us from any hesitation that holds us back from fully loving and serving you. Speak to us, Lord, in those words of scripture as we listen to the psalmist this morning. May these cries become our cries. Lord, open our hearts to connect more fully with you. We pray this in the name of the risen Christ, the one who knows us, loves us, and claims us as beloved. Amen. So we're continuing this series, Musicals with a Message. Your homework was to find a blanket and some popcorn and watch a movie. That's homework I can handle. So this week we are continuing it, and this week we're watching and turning to the 1971 movie musical, Fiddler on the Roof. Great stars. Ham Topol as Tevia and Norma Crane as Golda. This week we joined into the sanctuary. We joined together to watch this film, this great movie production that was first on Broadway, making its debut back in 1964. And then it went on to be so successful, it has had uh, nine Tony Awards best musical, best score, best book, best direction, best choreography. It's right, it's such a great long time running show. Without a doubt, Fiddler on the Roof is a favorite for many generations. It's still on Broadway. Did anybody see it this past fall when it was in Detroit? Yeah, it, was, it came in Detroit. It was around. And it's still playing for audiences, not only our congregation, but I just learned this morning that, uh, uh, what, that I believe it was Heartland High School is actually going to be doing the production this spring. So I think we should get group tickets and go check it out, go support those kids. 
But if you haven't seen it since it debuted in 1964, here is a brief little overview. I'm going to give you a synopsis here. So we're going to meet some great characters. There's Tevia, the father, the faithful Jewish milkman. Golda, his wife, great mother of five daughters, hardworking woman. There's Seidel, the oldest daughter, who eventually marries off to model. There's Hoddle, the second daughter, and Hava the third. There's two more daughters, but they get very little screen time, so I'm not going to even lift up their names as I can't recall it right now. Then there's Yenta, the matchmaker, and Laser Wolf, the, the wealthy butcher, the older gentleman who wants to, to marry Tevia's oldest daughter. Oh, there's Model, the tailor who saves up for a great sewing machine, eventually marries his beloved, who we hope to, to finally marry. And Perchik, this great young teacher, this forward thinker, this activist, this, this, this uh, protester, such a forward thinker that he introduces men and women dancing together. However, how, how, how scandalous. And there's Fietka, the Russian peasant farmer who takes an interest in Hava, Russian peasant farmer who takes an interest in Hava, the young Jewish girl. So with the cast of characters, as that is part of the lineup, the show begins with only the sound of a little rooster crowing and other livestock animals in the background. The sun starts to rise upon the community and Anatevka, and there is a silhouette of who but a fiddler on the roof. The violin begins to play, and Tevia says, quite famously, a fiddler on the roof sounds crazy, no? But here in our village of Anatevka, you might say every one of us is a fiddler on the roof trying to scratch out our pleasant little simple tune without breaking our neck. It isn't easy. You may ask, why do we stay up there if it's so dangerous? We stay because Anatevka is our home. And how do we keep our balance? What can I tell you? I can tell you in one word, tradition. Yeah. So these great images of the village, of the community, flash across the, the scene, and Tevia then begins to say again, telling us about his tradition and his culture. He says, because of our traditions, we've kept our balance for many, many years. Here at Anatevka, we have traditions for everything, how to sleep, how to eat, how to work, how to wear our clothes. You can see the, the traditional prayer shawls that he's wearing at the time. For instance, he says, we always keep our heads covered, and we wear these little prayer shawls. This shows our constant devotion to God, and you may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know, he says, but it's tradition. And because our, of our traditions, everyone knows who he, who he is and what God expects of them. Tradition, tradition. Without our traditions, our lives are as shaky as a fiddler on the roof. So the great song continues. You know, it's like copyright stuff because we're live streaming from, from Facebook and YouTube, so I can't sing or we can't have anybody else sing. But man, it's such great, such great music. But from this song of tradition, it makes me think, I've been thinking this week, what happens when our traditions are challenged? There's all sorts of traditions. There's religious traditions, cultural traditions, family traditions. Remember when you got married if you got married and you had to figure out the holiday traditions? Good grief. I tell couples, if you can make it through the, like, the first year of all of the traditions, you're going to make it gold. But what happens when our traditions are challenged, those religious, cultural, family traditions? How do, how do you respond to the changing of times or the changing, the pressing of those changing of traditions? 
as a positive change? Is it challenge? You respond with great challenge. If you're responding in resistance, how come you respond that way? I feel like I sound like a great psychologist. Why might changing traditions, though, be okay? In the movie, we discover that these two young folks start to fall for each other and the challenge, this tradition of dancing together. Even the rabbi eventually said, well, that's okay. We can have a, have a man and a woman dance together. Well, the musical continues, and we meet the matchmaker, Yenta. She pays a visit to the family. And with these five daughters, surely there's going to be one of these girls who are going to marry at any moment with five young daughters. And good news is that the matchmaker has to share that this that the laser wolf, this well-off butcher, he's interested in the oldest daughter. How fortunate. And, you know, Tevia's never liked him, but, but, but that it's still going to be a promising match. He worries, the worries of hunger and the worries of poverty would not be a worry for this oldest daughter. It's around 1905, Russia. The worries of hunger and poverty wouldn't be in her sight. But as the oldest, as the daughters then start to, 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 to see the matchmaker leave, they dream of their own hopes of a perfect match. They, they realize then in the song, hmm, we could get stuck for good. The lyrics of the song go, matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. Matchmaker, matchmaker, look through your book and make me a perfect match. Oh, well, what young folks don't just dream of the perfect Cinderella wedding or something, right? Make that perfect match in what seems, what seems to be great for a while until they realize that these second lines could come true. As they're giggling around, pretending to be Yenta, they say, hodl, oh hodl, have we got a match for you. He's handsome, he's young. All right, he's 62. But he's a nice man, a good catch, true, true, I promise you'll be happy. And even if you're not, oh, there's more to life than that. Don't ask me what. Hmm. Well, perhaps marriage is in the future of these three young women, but perhaps not this traditional understanding of marriage is going to come about. Could it be that these three young ladies are going to marry for love? Spoiler alert, they do, right? All three daughters seem to bypass the matchmaker and seek out husbands of their own who will love them on their own terms. But before these girls can solidify their young love or even meet their, their mates, Tevya experiences quite a journey. Through it all, he has quite a rich prayer life with God. Do you remember Tevya? He's always walking the road and having these conversations with God, these laments. Well, he's walking back from to, back to the house, heading to the Sabbath, prepare for the Sabbath meal, and Tevya's praying and complaining to God. His horse, he has a lame leg now, and he prays, Dear God, was it that necessary? Did you have to make him lame just before the Sabbath? Ah, that wasn't nice. It's enough that you pick, pick on me and you bless me with five daughters, a life of poverty. That's all right. But what do you have against my horse? <laughs> really, sometimes I think when things are a little too quiet up there, you say to yourself, let's see, what kind of mischief can I play on my old friend Tevya? <laughs> this is why I had 12 pages of notes. I promise it's not that long. But these honest prayers with Tevia from his heart, they continue throughout the musical. They remind us of these psalms of lament, selections from Psalm 22, according to, to what Bob read for us. 
In that Psalm 22, we discover a psalm of lament, a moment of crying out to God in times of need. You know the psalms, those books of poetry, those hymns, those, those songs of lament where they, they open up our hearts and we hear these honest prayers written from biblical writers. Did you ever, were you ever raised in a faith tradition where you felt like you couldn't or you shouldn't or you ought not to ever be angry at God? Were you ever raised in a tradition like that? Well, God desires our honest, heartfelt prayers. Right there in the book of Psalms, we see it, we hear it. From the first line of Psalm 22, verse, verse 1, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? The words of my groaning. Oh, we can be honest with God in these psalms, these poems of crying out to God. And so like Tevia, he prays to God. It's like Tevia's praying Psalm 22 in this first lament. It's about a horse with a lame leg. And then he continues to, to, to open up many other times in the show with open prayers of lament. And he laments his financial reality. Anybody else been lamenting financial realities in the world at times the past couple of years? For Tevya, he's a poor man living in the, in the Russian Empire around 1905, as I mentioned. It's during some very harsh conditions, particularly for the Jewish folks that were experiencing some religious persecution. There are historians and history teachers and history buffs in our midst that, that know history far better than, my, than myself. I would love to have a cup of coffee with you to learn from you. I was trying to read up this week just on a little bit of history and, and trying to learn more about the early events of, of 1905 and its connections to today. In the musical Tevia, he's lamenting. He's lamenting, and, he, and he's, he's lamenting his con financial conditions, and he says, well, I'm not really complaining after all. With your help, I'm starving to death. Oh, dear Lord, you made many, many people. I realize, of course, it's no shame to be poor, but it's no honor either. So would it have been so terrible if I had a small fortune, if I were a rich man? You know the song, Rich Man. Again, I can't sing it. You wouldn't want to hear me sing Rich Man, but man, I remember a high school friend singing it. You know, I just, yada-da-da-dee-da-da-da. -da if I were a rich man, all day long I'd biddy-biddy-bum. If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. Tevia longs for that. He dreams of, I'd build a big tall house with rooms by the dozen, right in the middle of the town, a, a fine tin roof with wo real wooden floors below, and staircases. I learned from Bruce this week, as he studied it and as once upon a time as a student, the staircases are noticeable here. There'd be one long staircase just going up, another coming down, and one more leading nowhere just for show. Apparently, that was a sign of great wealth, right? A simple home. It had staircases. My goodness, it would show and reflect wealth. If I were a rich man, I'd have the time to, that I lack just to sit in the synagogue and pray and maybe sit by the eastern wall. And I discuss the holy books with the learned men several hours of the day. Oh, that would be the sweetest thing. Tevye longs for that, longs for his conditions of life to be different. As he longs for his wealth, for greater wealth and of his life, as he longs to be more than maybe this simple milkman 
scraping by, he fantasizes of what life could be like if he were that rich man. He feels almost like he's discontent, longing. Do you ever long for something? Do you ever feel discontent for with God, what God has provided? Do you ever wish for more? Can you relate to Tevia? What would you do with that wealth if you had it? Whatever it is that you long for, that you wrestle for, what would life finally be like if you actually had it? Or what if we, some middle class or upper class folks actually sitting here in the sanctuary today, took a good hard look and saw, well, but maybe we do have food in our fridges and warm roofs over our head, and maybe we do have a lot with shirts on our back and shoes on our feet, a warm sanctuary to come to, a community that's safe. Everything's a gift from God, isn't it? How might we strive to live lives of simplicity and thankfulness for what we have, realizing all that we have truly is, first and foremost, a gift from God? Or do we just always long for more and bigger and better. Maybe we long for more, but in the longing for more, how could we advocate for the poor? When Jesus says, the poor you'll always have with me, perhaps it's not a, a wish that poor people will always be a part of the community, but maybe the, the cry of the poor you'll always have with us is a calling out of our lack of action lack of standing up and responding to do something about it. Well, the musical continues, and it's quickly going to summarize it into a three-hour musical into just about a page here. There's so much. Go home and watch it. It's difficult to do. It's difficult to summarize. But Tevia's on this journey of constant discovery and challenge and heartache and faith. And one by one on this journey, Tevia watches each of his daughters come to him and share these feelings of resistance against that old marriage arrangement plan of the matchmaker. In fact, Seidel, the oldest daughter, doesn't turn out with Laser Wolf. Instead, he marries model that poor tailor. Perhaps the rich butcher's lifestyle isn't in, his li in her future, but the poor tailor they marry for love. And Hoddle, that second daughter, finds Perchik, that student, that protester, that advocate, that one that finds himself going to Kiev and protesting and getting into trouble and getting exiled to Siberia. Yes, she, she falls for him. What a proud father he is. They marry, they move to Siberia where Perchik has been jailed, and then that third daughter, Hava, comes along and falls for the Russian peasant farmer named Fietka. A marriage, do you understand this? A marriage between a Jew and a Catholic takes place. It's 1905, and for Tevia, that's more than he could possibly handle. Interfaith marriage was different back then. So watching the musical this week in the comforting church pew, I didn't get those lazy boys quite figured out yet, with a great audience, I found myself again pondering these theological lessons and themes. What am I going to pull out? What am I going to say? What am I going to preach? What are we going to reflect on? Now I admit, when I was watching this musical, I was taken back by the dual nature of it. On one hand, as Tevia says, 
And I was caught up in the dancing and the choreography and the music and the vocal performance and the costumes and the scenery. I was taken into great delight to hear Tavia sing of his delight to be a rich man and the oldest daughter's dream of, the, of a matchmaker making a perfect match. And I was captivated by this old music that I once sang also in high school. My junior year, some 23 years ago, man, how time flies. And as time flies, it's interesting how memories kind of fade to the distance. That high school production of my, of my choir, my concert choir, when I was doing that, somehow it felt more uplifting. Or perhaps I was just more naive. I was concentrating on the delightful theater and nature of the musical, and yet on the other hand, as Tevia says, Watching it this winter, I had forgotten much of the seriousness of the musical of Fiddler on the Roof. It's actually really deep, right? There's serious issues at playing. Marriage and poverty and religious persecution and violence and conflict and war. And oh, geez, I really wish I'd paid attention in high school. There's sobering issues at here at play. I think I was just amazed at the famous bottle dancers back then, right? Doing the bottle dance and balancing it. But Fiddler on the Roof is so much more than musical entertainment or bottle dances or giggles and jokes about the laser wolf and Tevia finally realizing they're, they're not wanting to sell off the milk cow, but they're trying to make an arranged marriage. And it's so much more than just bad dreams of, of gold as relatives coming up from the grave. It's a film from 1971, a screenplay that allows us to wrestle with those issues today. Tevye wrestled with him and with his family in 1905 at the time of the Russian Revolution. And as we wrestle and contemplate these, perhaps we were a struggle to wrestle with them. And those struggles of 1905 for Tevye's family and the struggles of 1971 at the time of the film's filming are not that ish different than issues we experience today, right? Marriage and poverty, religious persecution, war and violence and conflict, those themes in the movie, they jump out. Covening what we don't have, if I were a rich man, challenging traditions and Tevye's struggle, the forgiveness and conflict between Tevye and his daughters. Of all things, how could he ever forgive his daughter that goes off to marry a Russian peasant farmer? And the Russian invasion and hope for, for healing and reconciliation between Tevya and his daughters. So I was curious. I was like, Anna Tevka, it's a song, right? I didn't, I didn't know a whole lot about that. So, you know, quick research. I thought, oh, is this, wh where is this? What's the story on that? So the year, as the musical takes place around 1905, the musical's fictional village, when it was created, the fictional village is in Anatevka, but over a century later, the village of Anatevka would become a real village. You guys know this history, you're better, you're, you're more involved in the news, you're better history buffs than I am, perhaps you know this. But the real, a real village would be formed in 2015. It came to house Ukrainian refugees who sought shelter and food and education and safety when, with the 2014 Russian invasion, and then again in the 22, the war in Ukraine. And it was inspired by the musical Fiddler on the Roof. That once fictional village of Anatevka became a real village for refugees. 
once a location of fictional characters who were forced to leave their homes and now welcome displaced persons, modern-day refugees seeking home and shelter. I wasn't so aware of that until I learned that this week. I'd love to sit down and, and chat more. So we're left with real issues, heartfelt stuff to p contemplate, and a deep, pleading prayer for peace in this world, for God's love to be known. We're left with the parting words of the musical as, as Tevia and his family are leaving and, and his youngest daughter stops by with his now um, uh, Russian Christian Catholic uh, hus husband and there's tension and there's hope yet for the family. As he won't talk to his daughter, but through his eldest, she sends him on the way with a, a blessing of God. May we continue to pray for peace in this world. May we continue to pray for the blessings of God. May we turn to the Psalms like Psalm 22 and cry out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me from the words of my groaning? But the psalmist continues, But you, O oh God, do not be far away. Come quick and help my aid. And the psalmist continues, the poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May we look forward to hope. And we look, cling to the words of 26, may the poor eat and be satisfied. May we be a part of the peacemaking and the prayer making and be a part of the hands and feet of Christ in this world this day transforming it, working for peace. Let's pray. Oh God, with heaviness sometimes on our hearts, we realize that we are a people of faith, scratching our head, walking along the journey of life like Tevye saying, oh Lord, what now? So we walk along our journeys of life and say, oh Lord, what now? Bend our ear to the prayers of our hearts, the cries and the laments we share this day, but lift our eyes to focus on hope, to be people living of the resurrection, to be people working for peace and justice this day. O oh Lord, fill us with your wisdom and knowledge and power, fill us with your goodness and grace that we might go forth with this world to transform it in your name. You who call us to not just sit by the roadside, but you who call us to get up, to walk, to take action, and to begin. So Lord, we lift our lives to you trusting in your grace as you call us. Amen.
God's people said, man, what a great choir. Thank you, Bell Choir. That was awesome. Tough act to follow. God is good. All the time. Got to tell you a little story about that. A lot of you know that I'm in the Benevolent and Protective Order of Elks. As a matter of fact, this year, I am the state chaplain for the Michigan Elks Association. So when I went to the convention, I had about six or seven prayers I had to do, so I started doing that. First time I said, God is good, everybody looked at me like, what? So I explained it to them, told them how it was supposed to be done. I'm humming. So I told them how it was supposed to be done. Am I going to take off here or what? <laughs> so I told them how it was supposed to be done. And by the end of the convention, the first couple times I did it, it got, you know, a little few people do it. By the end of the convention, at my last prayer, you'd have thought the roof was coming in. I said God is good, and the whole convention just roared all the time, and I did all the time. They said God is good, and it was great. So I'm also the district chaplain, so I went to a district meeting, and I'm the prayer there, and I got done with the prayer, and it was just a short prayer. You do it at the beginning of the meeting, end of the meeting, and when I got done, somebody from the back of the room that had been at the state convention yelled, God is good, and I said, I yell all the time. <clears throat> and I started thinking, this is really good. They're actually listening. So, one more time. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. I said the Elks were good, but they're still not as good as you. Now, as we start into an attitude of prayer, I want to call your attention to three absolutely wonderful quilts over here. The quilts today are for Wendy, Tyler, and Donovan. Now, if you would please raise a hand toward the quilts, and we'll pray for them collectively, and then afterwards we'll tell you what you're supposed to do on the way out. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless these quilt recipients and give them strength, courage, patience, and faith to face the weeks and months ahead. We ask your blessings on their family, friends, and the medical personnel helping them. May these prayer quilts be a constant reminder of God's love and hope and of the thoughts and prayers of those who tie knots and say prayers for them. Help us to be reminded that two things are always with us, peace and love. The prayers we say for others, wrap them in peace and comfort them like a warm quilt. Prayers are tangible evidence of the love we share with them. Amen. Glorious God of good and mercy, how great are your gifts to us and to all your children. You are our help and strength in all the times of our lives. We give you praise, we give you thanks, we feel your love. We keep our eyes, our ears, and our hearts open to your word, to your love, and to your blessings. Encourage our friends, our family, our neighbors, that they may find the ability to love as you do, to care for each other, and to show your love to those that need it. Reveal your goodness to all who cannot attend today, strengthen and sustain them teach us how we can best support and encourage them to show them your love encourage those that are struggling and wrestling looking for help those that are struggling at home struggling with damaged and broken relationships those that are struggling with health issues those that have lost loved ones those that are struggling with financial burdens Help them understand that in their time of need, your love is always there for them. 
that you give your blessings to those in need of your strength, your love, and your hope. Encourage and assist all who suffer the ravages of storms, earthquakes, and natural disasters. Relieve the needs of those who endure famine and war. And I was listening to the news this morning. We pray for those, the victims of the shootings in Los Angeles. We pray for all the victims of shootings across the country, as well as praying for the people who are doing the shooting, that they find help, that they may turn from that life to a life led by you, that the potential shooters might find the help before they turn bad. Establish peace in our world. Cause anger and hostility to give way to reconciliation. Unite your church so that we may be an example of harmony and justice in a world torn by conflict. Reveal your will to all people. Fill us with the courage to live out your righteousness as a sign of your goodness. O God, in this time of worship, we give thanks that you are ever with us. We thank you for your presence in our midst. Enable us always to be grateful for all you give us, lest we take your goodness for granted. Now we come to you seeking and searching, looking to you as we offer to you our concerns and petitions, as well as our praises of you in this time of silent prayer and meditation. Now we come to you as your children, seeking to learn, seeking to love, seeking to share in the name of your holy and precious Son who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I forgot to mention between the quote and the prayer that you're on your way out, don't forget to tie a knot, say a prayer, sign the card, and let the people know that we're giving the prayer quotes to, that we're wrapping them in warmth and love. And remember, God loves you, and there ain't a darn thing you can do about it. Amen. One of the characters in Fiddler on the Roof that doesn't get as much attention but happens to be one of my favorite gets introduced at the very beginning. It's Renakam the Beggar. He's everywhere. If you pay attention, he even shows up at the wedding party. How many of us have ever invited the community beggar to come to dinner or to be a part of things? Throughout the movie, people give him money. Tevia gives him milk. Um, they take care of this gentleman. This church is all about taking care of other people. The offerings that you give help us to do programming both here within the church, in the community, in the world, that notices, loves, and helps those people on the fringes like Renakam. So I would invite you to give generously and invite the ushers to come forward and receive those gifts.
Lord God of heaven and earth. We give so that others may be lifted up to a life with you. Show us how to use these resources to build a world worthy of you. May your kingdom come and your will be done. Amen. Psalm 22, do not be far from me, for trouble is near and there is no one to help. May we respond to those words of scripture. May we respond so that in verse 26 we can say, the poor shall eat and be satisfied. Dear church, may we go forth as the hands and body and presence of Christ in this world, singing to bring about justice and peace. May you go forth in the name of the God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. We are so glad you worshiped with us. We are a church that strives to know God, love God, and serve God. You were invited into this mission by worshiping, joining one or more small groups, sharing prayer requests, and becoming part of the community. We are one church with two locations. The Whitmore Lake Campus is located at the corner of Main Street and East Shore Drive, 
at 9318 Main Street in Whitmore Lake, Michigan. The Brighton campus is located at the intersection of Brighton Lake Road and Grand River Avenue at 400 East Grand River Avenue in Brighton, Michigan. Please visit us online at brightonfumc.org for details about in-person worship at both of our two locations. We hope you were blessed by this worship. Please click the like button, subscribe to our channel, share this video, and join us again next week.